0: your ripple you may feel that's not a bit ripple hey i came to class three times a week that's a huge win because before you decided fitness was not a part of your life at all all, at all so we highlight you know coming in and stuff you know we're we're glad that you're here you know after you know post-surgery and stuff um we're here you know if you get you know a promotion you know you get the opportunity to go somewhere else um we we celebrate that stuff because you know before then that that could have been the thing that you would never experience if you never take a step in here, or we, or we as coaches never highlight or care that much. So that's what building better people is for me. It's developing that growth mindset.
1: Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast, brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your
0: fitness journey. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Craig Dakota. I am a young 42 years old. I've been a trainer, CrossFit trainer, since about 2008. Uh, And I moved here in College Station about three and a half, almost four months now. So. From Uh, where? From where? The last place. uh, Last big state. I'd say it'd be Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, But I grew up in Washington State.
1: Okay. So, you know, I love interviewing coaches um, because so many people get to learn a lot more about you guys, right? Because you don't, this isn't something you do when you lead a class. And so you're now going to get an opportunity. People are going to get an opportunity to get to know you a little bit closer. So let's start, I mean, first with coaching, you said 2008. That's, I mean... Yeah, long the, time
0: long long time uh i remember like the old crossfit uh um web it was there was still like the 2007 games like invitational like just hey we're gonna go out to aromas and work out and i remember seeing that on there and stuff i mean it was really like a bare bones website
1: how'd uh, you stumble upon crossfit
0: a co-worker actually i came into uh the coaches room and stuff and people were like hey pam what are you looking at now what'd you do and i'm just like what are you guys talking about and she's like oh this thing crossfit yeah she's like, this hard thing crossfit you know being like you know the military and a wrestling mindset i was like "Ooh, i like this hard stuff what is this you know and she's like oh, i'll show you a workout later today so she she ran me through michael oh yeah which is at three rounds
1: 800 forward backward
0: yeah, like, so that was really, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really cool. It reminded me of, like, wrestling, you know, just sweat, go as hard as you can. But now, like, you know, you have accountability of the, the how far you're going and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's different, you know. And she's we just kind of, like, bounced each other with some workouts and stuff. Um, then she's like, oh, can you do pull-ups? I was like, I can do pull-ups. Of course, I did, like, the strict pull-ups, you know. And she's like, oh, you got to do Fran. I was like, oh yeah, so you can see like 45 strict pull-ups never happened. <laughs> I yeah, was like, so
1: you were like, I guess, 30 years old? I was about uh, 29, 30.
0: 20, yeah, almost about that 30 years old. Yeah, getting really close to that age, the older age. And then did you get into coaching right away or? Um, I didn't get coaching right away because uh, I was kind of dabbling into the CrossFit stuff. I was a sports performance coach, so teaching kids, you know, how to run faster Um, kind of lift faster. So I saw CrossFit as a conditioning piece, not as uh, a overall big picture piece, um, at in the beginning of the CrossFit stuff. Um, when I moved out from that performance stuff, I went to, uh, you know, personal training. Um, and I didn't like the old traditional, you know, like Monday we're going to do, you know, chess and tries and all that stuff, you know? So I was like, I wonder if I can do this CrossFit stuff. As a personal training, you know, and then I started kind of like pulling the, and you know, like just kind of pulling the sweater apart a little bit piece by piece, you know, trying to work in a way like, can I do, can I cheat someone to do a Cindy in instead of 20 minutes? Can we do uh, half the time in 10 minutes, you know, and then just do like the rings and stuff and just, you know, not squatting really low, but let's just get them squat to just parallel what they're comfortable with. And every time they come back, it's like, I don't know what you did to me, but I cannot move for the past couple of days. And so they're like, oh, what else did you got?
1: So what do you feel like CrossFit, was it so different? And, you know, in 2008, being in sport performance and training, it wasn't what it is today. Like people today, CrossFit's just, I mean, it's a household name, but you also see that everywhere. Yeah. And, and it might not be called CrossFit, but you know that, a little bit of that methodology has come from CrossFit. But in 2008, there was nothing to compare it to. Yeah. So from your training background, like what did you, like what stood out to you
0: about this way that people worked out? Um, It was more like the movements can be applicable to anything that you wanted to do. So, I mean, yeah, sports performance. I'm working with, you know, young athletes or, um, you know, athletes that or Kids or young adults that want to be athletic and you know trying to do these things is like well the movement patterns are pretty much the same you know a squat a hinge a press um, it's pretty much the same as to a person who needs just to move around just be generally healthy you know so it could just be walking upstairs so you know and you can do step ups but it doesn't have to be the CrossFit you know twenty inch twenty four inch step ups it can just be to like a you know 10 pound plate you know but now I'm get to hold on to them now to like repetitions you know or time or you know how many repetitions they can complete in a time. So I think to me that's just a way for me to it keeps me as a you know coach a trainer um, as a way to it it inspires me a little bit more like how yeah. how high can they step up Is it a 10 pound plate a 45 pound plate? I can measure that.
1: When did you get your CrossFit Level One?
0: When? Yeah, uh, right. Back like to that 2008. There was a CrossFit gym. Um, I saw it on the website. Like, hey, we're moving our out of the garage to actually, uh, you know, a warehouse thing. We need some people helping out. So I was like, Psh, I want to, i wanna learn this CrossFit thing, right? So I was like, Hey, do you need some extra hands? They're like, Okay, who are you? You know, and I introduced myself. Like, Yeah, you know, I actually work over there. That sports performance list. You know, I heard about this thing, CrossFit and stuff. You know, I just want to see, you know, how can I be a part of this?
1: So that's when you got your level one certification?
0: Oh, they, they were like, after a couple of days, they're like, you need to get your level one. I was like, what's the level one? <laughs> you know, um, I said, like, okay, cool. Looked at the price. And that was a, sh- and that was really a big punch to the gut. thousand yeah. dollars for a weekend cert. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I just paid three hundred dollars to get certified for the strength conditioning stuff and i was married at the time too and trying to convince the spouse at the time like hey i need to take this level one it's gonna be a thousand dollars the closest one is in california so i gotta take a flight from tulsa to cali and then oh yeah we gotta pay for a flight you know and did
1: you go so you went right away yeah
0: i was like she's like you figure it out if you can figure it out you can pay for it
1: what gym was it
0: at uh, it was Freddie Camacho's gym. Um, I don't think it's open now, but it was uh, CrossFit One World. Yeah. yeah. What
1: was your, I mean, experience
0: takeaway like? Um, well, so little side note. My uh, roommate from Fort Hood. Um, he grew up in Hawaii and kind of like the uh, West Coast. He's told me about this place called In and Out Burger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. When I landed, got to the hotel, you know, I looked out and I was like, there's an In-N-Out burger place. It is lunchtime. I want to go there and try this In-N-Out. Let me see if my friend Phil, right? I bought I was like, oh, my gosh. I, so I finished the burger, went back in line, ordered another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, so I would just say, like, my experience came off perfect, right? Um, and the gym was really close to the In-N-Out. So when we did the breakaways for lunch, yeah, I was there. Um, but when I walked into the door uh, for the CrossFit, it's like, hey, here's your name tape. You know, here's the, you know, the, the manual and stuff. And here's your T-shirt. And you sit around with this big group. Those are like the bigger groups that they had, you know, like you have like 50, yeah. 70 people in there. And looking back now, I'm, I'm glad I, I did it at the time because you had like Dave Castro you have Freddie Camacho. You have Adrian Bosman interning. There. You had Nicole Carroll is there. Uh, Jolie Gentry. If anybody can figure out who Jolie Gentry is, I'll give you a high five. But she was there. Um, it was just a who's who of CrossFit OG you know, um, coaches. Yeah. And, then, and that, of course, everything with the lectures, I never heard of this before. You know, I never read the manual before I went there and just having that delivery, what is CrossFit? If you never heard that lecture, I highly suggest you just find someone to read it to you because that just changed everything. It just made total sense of why why this thing is going to work long-term.
1: And, you know, I, I encourage people now who just want to learn more to get a level one because it's just a really good experience. Even if you don't coach... Um, if you're just an athlete, I think it's a very beneficial weekend. Oh yeah. Um, and it's still the same price, you know, they haven't gone up on the price. It's, you know, I know right now they've cut back on seminars, but they're picking back up. Yeah. Um, just because of COVID. But so what, what, what made it so revolutionary for you? It sounds like it was a really big weekend.
0: Oh yeah. I learned that I, I cannot squat, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, But it's just everything, like, we're going to hold you to a standard. And that's what really kind of appealed to me. It's like, yeah, you're not a great mover now, you know? You may never be a great mover ever, right? But we're going to hold you to that standard. We're just not going to let you go. And that's really what I took away from those breakout sessions from the coaches. So every time, not even they're walking around, but they just knew, like, you know, hey, Craig, you need to squat below. You know, or Craig, you know, drive those knees out. So like, how do you, what? Okay. Or you hear someone else's name and you're like, I don't want to be called out. And so you do what they were told to do, you know? Um, and that was really the fun part. The breakout sessions, when you did the workouts and when people gather around you, I was like, this is awesome. This is like what every class should be like. Everyone cheering everybody on. You know, but you're working really hard.
1: Did you go back and coach right away in CrossFit or what What was that like?
0: Yeah, so I went and coached that, uh, you know, CrossFit Tulsa. Um, they brought me on board and they're like, you know, this is, you know, we want you here. We want you coaching stuff. Um, and it was fun. You know, it was like it was a lot of mistakes, a lot of learning and stuff, like how to do group classes with this equipment. Um, I mean, back then we didn't have rogue again, faster. I mean, um, it's, you know, so what,
1: since then you've also, I mean, pursued a lot of other education in terms of training. Right? So give me a little bit of an overview of kind of what certifications you've pursued, or you, what you've received, um, credentials you have.
0: Yeah. So like the sports performance, um, it was mandatory for me to have a bachelor's. So I have a bachelor's in exercise science um, and then also having a strength conditioning, the elusive NSCA, CSCS, you know, thing. So, and I also have the CPT from them and it's something I always kind of held in my back pocket. You know, I, that was my first certification. So I, I don't want to like, I don't know, it's kind of hard. Like I don't want to let that one go. Mm-hmm. So I worked really hard for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that was a, a step after yeah. the thing. Um, you know, level one, um, there's like. Uh, all the other specialty courses from CrossFit uh, Kelly Starrett did the mobility um, I've done the CrossFit football with John Wellborn, uh, Ralph Ruiz out of Tampa. Um done the Olympic lifting with coach uh Bergeron, So that's uh, the way he coaches is like phenomenal, you know? I mean, he's really engaging and he's like he, he's like in your ear for every lift. And it's amazing how he's mm-hmm. he's still able to do that. You know, um, then I took like the, like the running courses, uh, CrossFit that was done. Um, and then I tried to do the level two. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So this level two is now the level four. Um, but back then, uh, they didn't tell us, but you were just graded on how to coach. So I thought I was, I thought I had it down, you know, you did sports performance, you did coaching a little bit. Just like, okay, I can do this. Right. I can do it. Right. Yeah. I failed both of them. (laughs) I got a worse score on the second one than I did on the first one.
1: <laughs> People don't realize, I mean, some of these like standards that are that CrossFit has for their certification process and they're pretty high, you know? Oh, extremely high. And
0: I would say, you know, with everybody, it's like, it's not so much knowing the movements, but it's the other piece as well. And I think this is, this is why I like working with you, under with you and stuff um, and you said it best, like you can, you can know every periodization, you can know every, you know, how to get someone to clean or whatever stuff. You can know all that stuff, but if you don't take care of the, the client, the member, if you don't show that you care, you're going to fall short every time. Um, so I think, you know, personally for me at that time, I was building, I was building, I was building the super, the superhero And I was focusing too much on the super strength as opposed to, like, the super intelligence. How did that change for you? Um, It changed in a way that it is more fulfilling to have someone smile than to get squat depth. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, Because that person smiling will come back and hopefully get to that squat depth.
1: Yeah, man, I see I can tell you're emotional about yeah. your answer and I love that. I love your heart. Um do you does that resonate with you in some other way like is it is it like what makes you emotional about answering that question?
0: Um I would say I would say uh it's nice to know that somebody cares.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: So, I would say uh, man, it's okay, man. <laughs>
1: no, this is awesome.
0: So, like, uh, think about this COVID time, right? This shutdown, right? We're locked in, you know, in our little homes, apartments, whatever, right? Even people that are working, you know, we're, we're being pulled away from our jobs. And, you're, hey, you're going to work at home. Sounds great at first, right? I've been there. You know, been uh, on this border mission. And we're supposed to be working in the armory and stuff. Hey, you guys got to do all your work at the in the hotel room now. And then... Yeah, it sounds great at first, right? Nothing was really getting done, you know. In a sense, where the the lack of the the initiative or the drive to complete something, you're, you know, we had more thing, more negative texts or calls, like how thing, how, how come this thing is gonna get through? How come this person is not getting this? You know, for whatever reason, things started falling apart. And then when you try to get back into it, it didn't feel like everyone was connected, you know. So if we kind of lose. We kind of lose that because we, I think we lost caring about the mission because mm-hmm. we got separated, mm-hmm. you know, even though we weren't really technically separated, but the, you know, you put on on these little, these walls and stuff and you didn't have someone there. You didn't walk into the office and saying, Hey Craig, what's up? You know, or of course the relationships I, and yeah. the
1: community. And
0: yeah, it's, you know, it's like, Hey captain, what's well, going on? How's you feeling? and stuff. We didn't have that. You just, roll yourself out of bed and get on the laptop and start. And I feel that, you know, with, you know, you think about home gyms and stuff, you know, you know, you have seen it, you go to Walmart, all the fitness stuff is gone and never, you know, that never happens stuff. But how, how long had that, have they kept up with it? You know um, what? They probably had good attentions, but there's more to it than just working out. You know, if that was the case, then there's no reason to, to have gyms and stuff. Um, but I think it's really important for, you know, having the relationship, you know, with the person as opposed to the program.
1: What makes you want to
0: do this as a career? Why? I, I feel I have the talent to do it and I feel I have a lot of time. You know, being single. Hopefully, I get a little doggo at the, at, mm. <laughs> at the end of this weekend. Um, what kind of, of dog is it that you're getting? Uh, a mini Aussie. That's right. A tri- and I, I'm naming it Trice. Oh, there's the na- the name yeah. Trice. Trice. Just yeah, like I know. Rich's son. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just won't tell him. Yeah. Uh, but no, because it's a try. And I was like, you know what? Trice sounds really nice and stuff like that. Um, I know you spent a whole hour listening to dog names <laughs> at the PT session. It's um, like, what is going on over there? <laughs> you know, but we're still getting stuff done. Um, so you got you say you have time. I have the time, you know, and I think that's important. Um, but I'm able to balance that time. Before I wasn't able to balance that time, only because I was probably just focusing on the wrong side. Um, you know, trying to build up certifications and stuff like that. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant to throw around you know how many certs and stuff. You know, certifications mm-hmm. does not mean you you care. You know, that means just means you're just putting the money back into yourself. Um, you know, what are you what are you giving out giving?
1: And there and I and I'll speak to this I think there's there's definitely a place for that and I think continued growth and education is a good idea but I think um you know what you say is spot on you know we're we're in the business of building better people and part of that is they say they don't care how much you you know until they know how much you care right and so you know I tell people and you've heard me say this um being a trainer is the obvious thing you should be able to do. Like that's like, that's the price of admission to do this as a career. Like, yeah, you should know how to program for clients. You should know how to coach. You should know how to see, correct, teach, all. I mean, that's just the price of admission. But what really makes you a great trainer is caring about people. And your ability to um, transfer that care to others, right? Regardless mm-hmm. of setting. It, and ultimately, I don't think it's just a trainer thing. It's just a life thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like me being a trainer it, and you spend enough time with me is no different than me being Charlie in a meeting or in a, you know, in a one-on-one or with my kids, you know, or it, it's just you, you You have that in you, right? Right. And so um, I, I don't, I just want to make sure you that... You know, I think it's great that you get you're educated and, and have certifications too because I think that that's valuable. I think people respect that, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I mean, yeah, so like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, where where is he, you know, take, you know, where is he spending his other time, you know, to develop himself and stuff. So, I'm I'm pretty selective now to what certifications I'm pursuing and stuff or what books I'm reading, what podcasts I'm looking at or listening to on the Fast eight-minute drive. I have to work, yeah. but, um, but I, I, the reason I pick certain things and stuff is not just to make myself better, so I can be more, uh, you know, promotable, right? This so I can be more relatable and understand people uh, deeper. You know,
1: what has been? You know, you've been here August one, I think. August second was kind of when you started here. Yeah. So, what what would you say has? What have you learned, right? in your time here at BoomFit, fit?
0: Um, it's a small town. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a small town feel. I mean, I grew up in a small town, you know, and it's kind of funny. Like I left the small town cause I want to go see big things and stuff. And I come full circle to live in a small town, you know, um, reason being, uh, what I see it, my three months, like these people are awesome, you know? <clears throat> so, um, it's it's funny because it's not like, hey, you know, so what's your certifications? Or, hey, how long have you been doing this? Or, hey, how's your coach? It's more like, are you liking it here? Do you like us here? And it's like, do you like me here? You know it's <laughs> like, So, I mean, it's a mutual thing. I think it's because, you know, um, yeah, we're in a college town. You know, the turnover is a little bit higher because we have a lot of students, you know, either, you know, if, you know, undergrad or graduate or PhDs and stuff, you know, it's just whatever, you know, opportunities, you know, take them and stuff as well. I know, like, you know, just, you know, talking with the other, you know, like Brandon and Robert and stuff like that, they've, they say, yeah, we had coaches before and yeah, you know, things change, you know, they get married or they get opportunities and stuff. Um, And I had one person actually say, you know, hey, I'm just, it's, it's great to have an older trainer. I said like, I am the oldest trainer.
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you so much. You know. But uh it's like it's great to have a like an older, experienced trainer because I feel like it's you're here long term. Mm. And to me, when you're when you have that kind of comfort, it's like they kind of buy into a little bit more. It's not like he's not just here to, you know, trying to sell himself. He's actually here to be stable and he wants to know everyone here for the longer term, you know. So I think that's Looking, you know, when you hear, you don't see it right away. I mean, what I was seeing that like age 24, 34, probably not, you know, mm. but now it's just a little, you know, older and a little, little bit wiser.
1: Yeah. So let's go back to that time. I guess, you know, even the last 20 years, you served in the army. Yeah. For how long?
0: Uh, 20 years to today. date. Wow. So, yeah, four years active. Um, been to like Germany and Kosovo, uh, survived Fort Hood. Um, I mean, I'd done crazy stuff. I did airborne school. I never jumped out of an airplane before. I'm okay. So, here's a moment of little truth <laughs> I cried on the Disney teacups when I was like a younger kid. Uh-huh. So, telling my dad I graduated airborne school, I didn't tell him I went. I was like, Hey, dad, I got my wings. He's like, Wings? You're in the army. I was like, I went to airborne school. He's like, What? You didn't tell us? I was like, Well, I didn't really know I was gonna do it, so Wow. It's just one of those things, you know. And uh, then you've
1: served in the
0: National Guard. National Guard, yeah. Currently serving the National Guard yeah. here in Texas. Um don't get to do crazy stuff as before. Um, but I get to kind of do like the operational side of stuff.
1: What drew you into military?
0: My dad was in the air force, uh, but he was retired. He medically retired. Uh, so growing up he was a stay at home dad. Um but his way of discipline and stuff was very militaristic. I had to make my bed in the morning, had to clean up my toys and stuff of like that. If I and I got in trouble a lot, so I did a lot of running, a lot of calisthenics. Just how old? But, oh, I mean, I remember being in trouble like ever since like first grade. I think every grade. And I he, was would in go, trouble. he would
1: make you go run.
0: He made me go run. It was like a like a like a walk of shame. Cause we live close to the school. So he made me run or, to where like the route was to go around the school. Wow. So, yeah. so I love that. <laughs> you love that. Yeah. It worked Dad. Thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is that kind of, how'd you get into working out?
0: Um, it was just like that. My dad was, he's been diagnosed with like a spinal uh, injury. Um, and he was told by the doctors that if you ever have, you know, you know, kids and stuff, put them in sports, make them move. Because that would kind of offset, you know, the the, the condition and stuff. Because it can be hereditary and stuff. Um, so I was put in any sport that I raised my hand that I wanted to go into, um, which was really nice. Because you know my parents weren't well, well off and stuff. You know, because um, my mom was going to school, um, and so my dad was really just we just had that retirement check that he had, um, but did everything. And I, I mean, I don't know why, because I was not the gifted athlete. You know, I was that kid that had, you know, I was Rudy, you know, <laughs> I'm five foot, nothing, a hundred pounds, nothing, you know, and I got no specter talent, you know? Uh, but for some reason I just kept on coming to practice. Like I love practice. What you know?
1: sport did you feel like you liked the most?
0: Oh, my, the favorite sport was wrestling. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, my dad wanted to get me into wrestling early on. Um, and I was like, dad, uh, I don't have a name and I don't have a costume. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, I don't know how to get off the top rope. He's like, no, no, not that kind of wrestling. I thought it was like WWF. Yeah, of you course. Know, the old school, you know, like the Coco Beware with the, the parrot thing going, and the ultimate warrior shaking the ring and stuff, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, that's what I thought wrestling was. Awesome. And then, So when we moved, um, the junior high, uh, they had wrestling for PE. And then I was like, oh, this is really cool. And the the PE teacher says, you need to do the wrestling. You know, sign up. Here you go. Sign up for it. You know, I was like, oh, okay. I thought I was really talented. In reality, I was like the lightest person. So I made the lightest weight class. (laughs) That's the only reason he told me to sign up. But that sparked, I mean, I loved it. You know, I lost every match in seventh grade. I won half my matches in eighth grade, and I was just told from the PE teacher just freshman year you need to go wrestle. So, um, I mean, I loved it. it so, was...
1: at, did you do that throughout high school?
0: Yeah. So, I was actually uh, I was fortunate enough to letter all four years at our school. You can that was the only sport you can letter varsity as a freshman. Um, the other hmm. ones you can had to, you had to wait till you're uh, a sophomore to get wow. a letter. Wow. So, I walked out of the you know. Oh, you know high school with a four year, you know, letter winner jacket. So, um, that was kind of, that was fun.
1: Did you, uh, compete or I guess matches or tournaments or.
0: Yeah. So matches and stuff. Um, so like when we do these competitions, like the in-house competition yeah. and stuff, like sitting around waiting for your heat and stuff, that's what I did in wrestling.
1: Dude, I judged you and Greg and I was like, dude, you had, you were zoned in. I don't think I've ever seen you that, a, you know. You've that side of me, on- yeah. I've never seen that side of you. So yeah. you were focused,
0: yes. Uh, so I do have a competitive edge to me and stuff. Um, and then it 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 gets in there at the it, it takes the right thing to get me into it and stuff. Yeah. Um, and and I, I do enjoy it. I do love it and stuff. You know.
1: After high school, did you continue wrestling at all? Or
0: yep. So after high school, uh, I was doing uh, community college running a college and stuff didn't really know where i was going but we found out like there's a freestyle wrestling stuff going on um so we couldn't wrestle at the high school so a bunch of uh, you know former wrestlers and stuff like that uh, we found other places to do other junior highs to wrestle and stuff and this is the the craziest thing like there's um, wrestlers who already graduated high school, graduated college, and stuff, who trying to get to the Olympic trials and stuff. Mm. So I'm wrestling with like full fledged adults. Wow. So right at, I mean, even though yeah, I'm an adult and stuff, but you're wrestling with a guy that's 25 years old as opposed to an 18 year old kid. Wow. So we go out and it's it's one of those things. It felt like I was in a rock band because you just pack up your stuff, you drive out, find the nearest competition, you stay there and you compete for the whole day. And hopefully you win. And then you go back home. You know, we I did that for the weekend. And we didn't really have a season. You just find whatever. Kind of like CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, you know. If
1: you're not in the, you know, the bigger circuit.
0: Yeah, you just, you just had to find your own competition and compete and kind of, you know, have that competitive stuff. So I always was kind of trained to be a wrestler, even though I knew deep down I'm not nowhere near to, you know, NCAA Division One caliber. Yeah. But it's just something I enjoy.
1: Sounds like you've, I mean, kind of maintained health and fitness your whole life. Like, was there ever a time that you felt like you were not in shape?
0: Uh, there was. I would say there were times that I did not live, uh, you know, like, you know, you might have, like, you know, alcohol and stuff or eating, you know, not the best food and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, what... It, Looking back, that probably should have been the first thing I should have, you know, establish. You know, working on eating cleaner. You know, not just to, you know, work out to eat junk food. I think yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that, right? I just work out so I can eat whatever I want. Um, and so there's times when you know I have to make the adult decisions, like you know I cannot buy these sour patch kids. You know. Yeah. You know I got to eat a little bit cleaner because really, if I want to continue to be a trainer. And be able to demonstrate, lead a class or inspire people to, to do stuff. I can't be eating, you know, stuff to not that can potentially, yeah, you know, you know, harm me or blunt yeah. blunt that growth.
1: Yeah. Have you had any injuries in I guess your life or in the last twenty years that have kind of set you back in your fitness journey?
0: Oh yeah. So and there's no part of CrossFit, it was more a part of Myself and maybe airborne school, so I had this. I have a uh, spinal thesis in my L five, and what that means is like the the vertebrae are stacked. So now there's an actual shift towards my belly button with one of the vertebrae. So I didn't know this. Um, so I was doing uh, Elizabeth which is twenty one fifteen nine cleans is it squat cleans or power cleans that's Million the biggest question that's the biggest one if anyone could figure this, this thing out because what they do <laughs> in the games it was power cleans that's it's,
1: what i always did first and then the only time we ever squat cleaned was if it was specified
0: specified exactly so i, just, I mean that but anyway a, that's
1: a good trivia question yeah <laughs> i guess who would have the answer uh, glassman probably doesn't yeah, care yeah, no, yeah nobody <laughs>
0: knows anymore right gotta <laughs> dig out those old journals um And they're like, so I was doing squat cleans. I was at 135, doing squat cleans. I noticed like in the round, the later, late in the 21 reps, my back didn't feel good. And then I completed the workout and stuff, but I just, I did not PR at the time and stuff of that, frustrated. It just didn't feel right. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just do some mobility stuff because I have the mobility cert and I can just take a lacrosse ball and Shove it underneath my back, and I'll just lay on it for two minutes. Don't do that. Okay? If you have a spinal injury, do not put anything in your, on your back. Okay? And then throughout the day, I noticed it was getting worse. It was just getting worse and worse and worse. I couldn't move. couldn't couldn't really bend over so much uh, to tie my shoes or anything. It was just hurting pain. Luckily enough, there's a chiropractor next door, and I had a great relationship with them. And I said, like, can I come in and so you can evaluate? My back is killing me. Told him what I did, you know, and he's like, okay. He's like, I can't work on you. I'm going to take x-rays first. And he took x-rays and he's like, okay, this is what is wrong. Hmm. You have a thesis, You have a grade three thesis. I was like, oh, out of four. Four being bad. Four is surgery. He's like, I said, okay, what do I do? Does that mean I go to the hospital? He's like, no. I can help you out, but here's what you can't do. So if you eliminate anything on the CrossFit list, all I could do was walk, basically. He said, don't do anything for two weeks, just walk in heat, don't do anything. Um, and that's when, I, that's when it got serious. Um, I did a lot of homework stuff for him uh, exercise and stuff. So anytime I wasn't coaching, I was doing the homework stuff where I'm laying on my back and it just looked like I was sleeping, Mm. but I was actually having some trying to like recon, like decompress the spine and stuff like that. Saw him, you know, every day. Um, and this has gone on for like six months. Um, had a hard time coaching because I couldn't demo a lot of stuff. I had to pull someone else to demo and teach the class. Um, but after the six months of stuff, we did the checkup for the x-rays. And he's like, I don't know what you've been doing, but you're at a grade two. Wow. I was like, well, that's a good thing, right? I'm trying to get to grade zero, right? And he's like, well, you don't understand. You're not supposed to move it at all. You're, you're just, well, we were. What my goal was to have you stop and stay at a grade three. You actually shifted to a positive grade too. Huh. He's like, I never heard this before, let alone seen this. Wow! So he's like, I'm going to send this up to. He's part of a bigger network and stuff. He's so I'm going to send if you don't mind your results and stuff, and talk about what you did, you know, for this, and because you can probably be helping other people out, you know, for this stuff. And I was like, Well, I only did what you told me to do, and not and did what you told me not to do. He's like, Really? Wow. You like did the homework like to the T He's like, well, what'd you do? It's like, well, I just kind of took it as a CrossFit workout. You know,
1: he's like, nobody ever does what I tell him. Yeah. To do.
0: <laughs> so all you people who, when we tell you to do some homework, do some homework. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I see you, you, you know, you put a lot of videos up about your shoulders and your mobility and, you know, things that you're improving on and that. So, Give me a little bit of your, He I mean, sounds like you got just crazy work ethic, right? Like just a discipline to like this guy says, hey, do this. You did it. It worked. So um, it, it almost feels like you put more into the functionality of your body moving or, or not more. You put effort in that area, not equal, maybe less than, you could probably answer that better to the actual fitness and strength side of that of your body
0: yeah so i mean if you can't move right i mean it doesn't matter your your potential to move more heavier or even faster um uh, it's blunted you know so taking care of your body long term wise you know i just want to be able to move you know because i i live with it i mean my dad has a hard time moving and stuff but he's taking you know uh, you know, he does go to the gym and stuff. He is severely limited. There's, you know, and he's always in pain, you know, imagine to give that gift to someone where you can do what you want to do without pain. Imagine what your life would be at, you know? So I think that's really important. And I think that's why I focus, in, focus more on that story because there's going to be someone out there that's like, I want to be able to do lift my kids off the floor without pain. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to deadlift without pain, right? Yeah, I want to put something on the shelf or grab the Christmas ornaments off the top shelf without my shoulder popping. Oh, so you want to push press without pain, right? And there's a commonality, you know? It's life. I mean, people, you know, you could say, like, CrossFit is life, CrossFit is working for life, but I think the movements work. The magic is in the movements, you know? Um, but we got to take care of our bodies to be able to get those potential.
1: How do you get the opportunity to help people understand that day to day as a coach
0: day to day? It's the people in the gym, you know? Yeah. I can post stuff on, you know, you know, Instagram, any social media thing. Right. But the, the people in the gym see it firsthand, they get the uh, experience firsthand, you know? And I think it's just from them, you know, you know, them, you know, like kind of talking about it and spreading the wealth to other people because um, you want there's nothing like the gym there's nothing like the class you know we have people that you know have been on you know been on injury like Laura's come back you know and she said there's nothing like there's nothing like coming in to seeing your friends mm. you know so so
1: good um, so we could probably talk for a lot longer but yeah. uh, we'll kind of start wrapping it up um, the, I ask every person the same question when I close out And so I'll ask you the same question. You've gotten the opportunity to, you know, when we hired you, I mean, it was, I mean, we started a conversation, I think, at the end of June or early July, maybe something like that. You came a few times. You got to really get, I would say, me and you got to know each other um, pretty well in that month. Um, Then you got to know our staff. And since then, you kind of have gotten to know the culture, right? You've gotten to know... The mission and the values of the gym, and what we stand for, and really what we believe. Right. So one of those things is we believe in building better people. That's the title of the podcast. Uh, just getting you here, getting to hear your story, and to really get a get an understanding of how your fitness journey has ultimately grown you, right, and 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 made you a better Craig. And and we do that every week with members and different people at the gym. So I guess my question for you is like when you hear us talk about building better people, um, what is, what does that mean to Craig? What does that mean to you? How do you, uh, how do you receive that uh, message of building better people?
0: So I say building better people. When I put that hashtag on, it's like, I'm setting the growth mindset, right? So a lot of the celebrations I do for the, the members here and stuff is because they're able to achieve something they probably never thought they would achieve. You know, I want to highlight that because now, now that like, what else can they do? Not just on fitness side, but what can I do? My career side, my family side, you know, spiritually, religious, anything, you know, they can first see something and say like, man, there's no way I can do that weight. There's no way I can do that skill stuff. When, when they're able to accomplish that and you're able to highlight that, um, I think it just resonates so much and it reverberates. It's just that pebble that drops into the pond. We get that first ripple and then that ripple carries across all the way across the, through the pond and that's the growth mindset. Um, and then like how we do that here at, you know, BoomFit stuff is that we care so much that your ripple, you may f- feel that's not a big ripple. Hey, I came to class three times a week. That's a huge win because before you decided... Fitness was not a part of your life at as all, as all, At all. so we highlight, you know, coming in and stuff. You know, we're, we're glad that you're here, you know, after, you know, post-surgery and stuff. We're um, here, you know, if you get, you know, a promotion, you know, you get the opportunity to go somewhere else. Um, you know, we, we celebrate that stuff because, you know, before then, that would, that could have been the thing that you would never experience if you never take a step in here, we, or we as coaches never highlight or care that much, so... That's what building better people is for me, is developing that growth mindset.
1: Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at
0: BoomFitBCS.com. That's BoomFitBCS.com.